Greetings, soul sisters, spiritual brethren, and non-binary siblings. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Queer Ritual Podcast. I'm going to piggyback off of the most recent episode, talking about my own experiences as a white-passing Asian American, and today we're going to focus on a phenomenon that I call Asian American imposter syndrome. I've had a few people message me privately about this exact thing. So I thought I would talk about it today. So this one's going to be more of a psychology episode, not a spirituality episode, but you know, healing is healing. Okay. So let's first define imposter syndrome. I stole this from Wikipedia. Imposter syndrome is a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So it's common in people who are perfectionists, that they don't think they are as smart as other people think they are, or they're not as talented as other people say they are. It, it's basically not being able to take a compliment, constantly thinking that one is not as good as other people see them. Um, now, for me to talk about the Asian American imposter syndrome phenomenon, I also want to define uh the terms I'm going to use for counting generations in America. So I, when I talk about first, second, third generation Asian American, I'm usually using the same uh, numbering convention as Japanese Americans do. So when I say first generation Asian American, I am referring to the generation that immigrated from the motherland to America. Uh, There is also the one and a half generation, which is people who... Uh, came with their parents to America, but then also grew up part partly in America. And then second generation, by the naming convention I use, would be myself. The second generation is the first generation born in the United States. All right, just to get that out of the way. So then third generation would be the grandchildren of the immigrants from from Asia, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the, yes, I'm going to be talking about Asian Americans issues here, but this would apply to any sort of Asian diaspora community. Just replace the word American with something else. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. So what I define as Asian American imposter syndrome is the belief that someone who is Asian American isn't Asian enough or that they have abandoned their ancestry by being too American It's also the belief that someone who is Asian American can't live up to the standards placed on them by the culture. Now, within Asian American circles, there are certain terms that get thrown around a lot, like Twinkie or banana or coconut. Uh, So Twinkie and banana are yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Coconut is brown on the outside, white on the inside. So you know, Twinkie and banana would be used more commonly with East Asians. Coconut would be more commonly used with South Asians or Southeast Asians. Now, I myself am mixed race. I have Lao and Vietnamese ancestry on one side of the family, and then I have mostly Scottish, Irish, and English ancestry on the other side of the family. Uh, I am a second-generation Asian-American, but also a mixed race second-generation Asian-American. Uh, And then also on top of that, I am a white passing mixed race, second generation Asian American. (laughs) There's a lot of layers to this onion, huh? Okay. So imposter syndrome in general 
is more common in families that stress hard work and education, as well as racial minority groups. So this makes Asian Americans more susceptible to this phenomenon, although it also occurs among all racial and gender groups. So uh, questions that people with imposter syndrome ask themselves, especially the Asian American imposter syndrome, would be, what if they find out I'm not really smart? What if they only think I'm smart because I'm Asian? What if I'm not really Asian? How do I pass my culture onto my kids if I'm not really part of that culture anymore? I have also heard from several of my own Asian American friends, when they go back to Asia, the people in Asian countries constantly point out to them their Americanisms. And, you know, I have not been to Laos personally, but I full well acknowledge that Lao people, when they meet me, are just going to call me American, right? It's like, I'm an American of Lao descent to them. I'm not a Lao person from America. Just look at my face. It, it's, it's pretty obvious that I have mixed heritage. Uh, but I, I have actually had several of my own Asian American friends message me privately on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, uh, feeling, uh, you know, disconnected from their culture or just messaging me to tell me how proud they are that I celebrate my heritage. And, uh, you know, like that, that gives me a good feeling, but I also want to offer something that I can to other Asian Americans for them to help feel uh, heard and seen with this particular phenomenon. So my mother would be the one and a half generation. She came to the United States from Laos in 1975 uh, on paper she was 17 when she did that i don't actually think that's true as far as i know <laughs> i have heard allegations that she was actually older than 17 when they immigrated but the reason she said she was 17 was so that she could take her senior year of high school in america and learn english uh, for free at a public school i can't really corroborate that story uh, due to the secret war in Laos and my grandfather's connections with America, uh, my family came over with emergency political asylum. And in emergency political asylum, it does not have the same amount of paperwork as becoming uh, American through a refugee program. Uh, so, yeah, my family's experience is a unique one among Asian American and Lao American experiences. But we are still part of a greater whole in terms of shared experiences among Asian Americans. So I just want to get that out of the way. Um, and then also like me being a white passing Lao American, you know, I get people to try to call me out sometimes and like, I'm still a part of this conversation too. You know, I just want to stress all that. Um, so imposter syndrome itself and perfectionism are very intertwined. People who are hard on themselves are going to be more prone to imposter syndrome. Uh, but also Asian cultures are also perfectionistic. So, you know, the cultures that stress hard work and education are obviously going to create people who don't feel like they work hard enough or they're not smart enough. Those two things are intertwined. Uh, now, on top of that, another layer is Asian Americans and other Asian diaspora communities have a dual culture experience, and that can fragment the psyche. So there is the experience that one has in their home, which is 
usually grounded within an Asian culture. And then there's the experience they have out in public, which is part of the greater American culture. There's two different experiences there. Now, obviously, this is not 100% true, because there are experiences that are different, like the mixed race experience, or the transracial adoption experience. So, you know, these are still all part of one greater whole. I'm just talking about, you know, my own experience in this. Uh, but yes, there are also, you know, transracial adoptees who might go through feelings of not being Asian enough because they weren't even raised in an Asian culture. You know, I at least had the benefit of my mom and my grandma being in my life. So I have very firm roots in Lao culture while also being an American. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, you know, someone who's transracially adopted, you know, they're not even going to have that. They have the face, but they don't have the experience. And like, of course, that's going to cause, you know, fragmented psyche and a lot of feelings of being an imposter. I have heard of transracial adoptee Asian Americans talking about how they don't fit in like with Americans or with Asian Americans because their experience is just unique and different. And, you know, I see you and hear you if you've gone through that. That sounds, you know, really difficult to me. Um, but they all of these examples do fit into that dual culture experience. Um having one experience that's one thing another experience that's another thing and it's kind of up to us individual asian americans to reconcile those opposites and that's not easy it's going to be more difficult to reconcile the two experiences when they're so different from each other right um so let's talk a little bit about how to overcome this asian american imposter syndrome phenomenon there is a little bit of research on asian american imposter syndrome uh, but not very much, you know, anyone who's in the psychology field that finds this podcast episode, you know, we, we need more research, right? So if, if you're like in your PhD program or something like, please help us. Okay. Um, yeah. So how to overcome the Asian American imposter syndrome. Uh, the first line of the first line of attack would be psychotherapy, right? Especially with a culturally competent therapist. Uh, I myself have an Asian American therapist. She is Korean American. But having that shared experience between me and her allows the therapeutic bond to be deeper than I've ever experienced with another therapist. I, uh, yeah, I started seeing her in 2020 and that just kind of like, it just clicked for me. Um, and she and I have talked about this phenomenon a little bit. Uh, so yeah, like, I definitely think that's going to be the best thing that you can do is find an Asian American therapist who is available to you. Now, obviously, there's certain barriers to therapy, including like cultural barriers to therapy among Asian Americans. So, you know, and financial barriers to therapy because it's just darn expensive and insurance doesn't always cover it and all these other things. Now, that's a whole other conversation. So if you can... I would definitely suggest finding a culturally competent therapist in your area. But if you can't, I want to offer some words of affirmation or mantras that you can recite to yourself to help counteract that programming that's causing this Asian American imposter syndrome phenomenon. Things like saying to yourself, I am good enough, or I am more than my ancestry, or I am both Asian and American. Or, I am not my parents. Or, I get to choose my own path. You know, ultimately, these are all just ways of acknowledging that you are good enough just as you are. 
personally, I've had a lot of soul searching that I've had to do, uh, being a mixed race person whose parents divorced when I was really young. And then on top of that being queer, um, you know, the strength of forging a strong sense of identity does do wonders at staving off these feelings of inadequacy or not being Asian enough. Um, I'm now in a place where I can very uh, affirmatively say that I know who I am and other people can't take that away from me. I, I am a person that comes from two cultures and that gives me a strength that other people don't have. You know, I'm in my 30s, so I've had a fair amount of time to think about and process these feelings. But I just wanted to piggyback off of the last episode and uh, just offer my own bit of uh, wisdom to my Asian American community. All right, that's it for now. Uh, If you just found this episode for the first time, hi, I'm Ricky. (laughs) I have no issue whatsoever if finding this podcast episode, uh, you decide to send me a DM or an email asking for some one-on-one coaching or uh, just a pep talk. You know, I'm here. I see you all and uh, I am very grateful for anyone who listens. If you wish to contact me directly or have your question featured in a future episode of the podcast, you can send me an email at tqrpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, tqrpodcast, or my personal Instagram, Ricky Dementia. That's R-I-K-I Dementia. Thank you for listening. With love and gratitude, signing off.